a lot of it is just we put so much pressure on ourselves and on other people and so much judgment and so much blame and shame and all of that and we just need to be a little bit nicer to ourselves and Thugs, hell of an intro i tell you what you info but i never really been the type of dude to give no info but if you see your ends low and you trying to get a benzo i'll give your ass a game that'll change the way that you think bro super skilled with the pencil super ill in my mental i reminisce on life i'm nice here's my memento get it through your tempo i get on any tempo and give it all i got i'm hot i got like 10 flows trying to live on the 10th flow across from residentials that i own my mind stay grown i used to think clothes i really used to think hoes and what i do to get those and then i switched it up i'm only thinking potential yeah uh like what you do homie what's your vision how you thinking how you move homie uh and is you cool, homie? You thinking building, then that's something we could do, homie. And we live, everybody. Welcome to The Walk and Grow. It's Ronnie and Francis on the mic. This is a show where you have a place to empower your mind. Not only that, but get to transform your reality. And the best part is you get to do it with us. Sometimes you'll hear us ramp, go back and forth with each other. Or maybe you'll Perhaps. hear from a... a a guest that you have no idea who they are. But the best part about it is you get to hear about their perspective. And that's what our goal is to do. And we want to be able to hear from you as well. So DM us, email us, hashtag grow together to share your thoughts on maybe in a previous episode we talked about, or maybe it's just a highlight, an episode, or it's just you wanting to go ahead and share your perspective. But with that being said, man, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited for today's episode. We got a uh... Yeah, we got a good one today. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Should if, we go ahead and kick it off? Yeah, I think we, we uh, should go just right, in, right in there and start it. Yeah, uh, we got a special guest okay, in the well. lobby. <laughs> there, there, up, up, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you said the mic is hot. We're welcome, live. welcome, welcome. We're live right in. Welcome. You're, you're oh, great. in. No warning, no nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, welcome that's to the Walking so Road Podcast. How are you doing, Courtney? Thanks. Good. How are you? Are we doing well? I'm it's doing really, well. It like, zooms right in. Just, hello. Yeah. For now, right it does. It, it will zoom out eventually, the Sheesh, way that it all okay. lays out. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We got you all covered. <laughs> No How are you doing, jump right in. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. A slow day. I planned myself a slow day so I wouldn't be rushing into this all worried. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. How was your day? It's pretty good. It's chill day. A lot going on um, behind the scenes, um, I will say. But it was a, a productive day for the most part. I got to learn a few new things um, to implement in my general life, business, and even with this podcast. So. I think I'm going to get a little bit more out of today, given, um, you know, just who we have. And for you guys that don't know, oh, stop. Uh, Francis, I'm going to need you to go ahead and kick <laughs> out this intro here because, you know, Courtney, yeah, it's a little gonna bit be better brief. than I do. It's going to be brief. <laughs> I mean, Courtney is someone that I met when we were in college and, and uh, maintained a good friendship all over the years. And, you know, just following her on social media and seeing some of the stuff that she She's been talking about some of the stuff that she's posting as a social worker. I, I, I thought it would be great to have her on and, and share a perspective and, and kind of, you know, bring a different spice to the to the to the show. Um, 
I, I I like the way you you kind of present some of the stuff that you talk about, and I would like for you to kind of use this platform to let us know how you really feel. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, oh, so no, I'm open the that, floor and kind of let you. Uh, then, uh, I, yeah, I'm open the floor and let you. You know, kind of introduce yourself to our audience. Okay. Who's Courtney? Who? Um, who? You didn't know. Okay. Well, I know you brought up a. Uh, work already and then you mentioned spice and i was like well you want work or personal because i definitely have the spice but those are two different sides but uh we could do both um so yeah um i mean that's that was a good intro but yeah i um i guess who am i i am a social worker i'm living in phoenix right now it's probably your side has has all of your guests have been in north carolina right so far uh no was I no. was I paying attention? No. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, my bad. Uh, well, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm in Phoenix, and um, yeah. So I'm a therapist specifically. Um, so yeah, social work, but specifically doing therapy with um, teens. My age range is 12 to 18. I just I love working with teens. I always have. Um, I went into um, like college with. I going for a degree with physical education and health education so I wasn't actually my plan was not to be a social worker um my plan was not to be a social worker and then even when I got the social work degree my plan was not to be a therapist so everything kind of fell into place um but yeah I just kind of learned that teaching wasn't really my thing I love the education piece but not so much the teaching piece so I I figured out how to do social work what social work was um and now I'm here um so yeah that's that's me professionally, but um, I know we'll, I'm sure we'll get into hobbies and other things as well. But yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. You actually brought up a good point. You are actually our first guest on the West Coast, I will say. Mm-hmm. So you get to I hold was, that crown over everybody. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to brag. I was just trying to remember. But yeah, clearly I, I didn't pay too much attention to detail. My bad. <laughs> I don't know, Francis, man. I don't know. <laughs> hey. It's I'm listening. <laughs> I promise I'm listening. I'm like but a professional listener, and I still miss details. You said that now. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was interesting when I first met you and, and now and seeing how, you know, the growth over the years and, and the transition from, because I met you way before you became a social a, a therapist. Oh, yeah. Um. Yep. And, you know, people change, their view change. And, and during that transition, I'm curious to know how, you know, it was navigating all, you know, from leaving college, moving, you know, you were originally from New York, moving from New York to, yep. to Phoenix, Arizona. How did you, you know, manage that cycle? Yeah. It's kind of interesting that you say that, um, <laughs> like how you said it, because you met me like if reflecting on that time like you met me at actually a pivotal time of probably why I am where I am right now and just because I don't I don't know if you knew it at the time I think you know now but some of the things that I was going through at the time when we did meet um and how that kind of became a huge part of who I am and just um just some things that ended up being pretty traumatic and pretty difficult in my life and um kind of you go through your day-to-day or your program your major whatever it is and start to think like is this you know is this enough is this really what I want to do 
long term, full time. That's what I want to spend all my time and yeah. energy on. And um, and I loved teaching and I, I loved health. Um, I really liked my program, but it just I didn't feel it's it's weird to say it, but I didn't feel like I could make the impact I wanted to on students as a teacher. I felt like there was more that I could do. And that's obviously nothing against teachers. I I'm sure I know they do, but just me as a person, what I felt like I wanted to accomplish it. It was more the education system that bothered me. But um, so, yeah, um, just moving forward through college, I kind of realized what was important to me and the impact, which areas I wanted to have that impact. And um, I like leaned into that macro social work practice more of my senior year and learning more about what that was. Um, Senior year was also the first time I went to therapy, um, which gave me a good look at like what that was. Um, I hated it. (laughs) Okay. So that was a big deal, but I also didn't know what to do. I, as a client, I was like, you're supposed to ask me all the right questions and that's how you're going to get the answers rather than opening up myself. So that was a big, um, you know, learning experience. And, but yeah, after that, it was kind of, um, I, I knew I needed to do something else. And in Massachusetts where I went to college, um, I would have need to have a teaching mas- master's degree in teaching within the next five years anyway, just to keep your license. So to yeah. me, it was like, I'm going to need a master's anyway. I might as well, you know, look into what I'm really, truly passionate about. And um, my mom was, um, she helped me make that decision. She knew I loved Arizona. She knew I wanted to be out here at some point. And I remember her saying, like, it's now or never, you know, why not go do it, experience it. Um, so I looked for looked for some schools out here and ASU was the one that had the master's program. So here we are. And nice. then I guess I just forgot to leave because <laughs> six years later. <laughs> I mean, that's a good problem to have. If you're there six years later, that means you enjoy it. So that's the best Absolutely. thing you can ask for. I mean, and even to have your mother by your side supporting your decisions, I think that's even greater because now you yes. have someone that can help you make a good decision because that's all we want to do every single one of us <laughs> we don't want to make terrible decisions and yeah. um i want to touch upon you saying you went to therapy and you hated it because i've never <laughs> been and i'm sure okay. that there's other people that have listened that have never been to therapy what made yeah. you hate therapy because i feel like I, everyone's I, going to hate it going in but you yeah. really never know what you're going to get until you experience it so to hear from your perspective yeah. of hating it for or afterwards <laughs> I'm curious to know what went on there. Um, yeah, just like... that makes sense. That's a good question. I, I probably shouldn't say I hated it. That's a strong word, but <laughs> I remember like when I when I started. That's that's what I thought it was gonna be. It was like this person's gonna ask all the right questions. They're gonna know what to say to bring out of me the stuff I need to talk about. And that's not how it works. You need to have a role in your own treatment and mm. in your own kind of expectations of what you're gonna talk about. And I try to make it really clear with my kids now um, just to be like, you know, this is for you. I want you to kind of drive the car here and um, you let me know if there's anything you want to talk about today or if you want to wait a little while, whatever the case may be. But um, I just really had a lot of expectations of her as a therapist, I guess. And that's really not what it looks like. And then um, I did have someone else as well. Um, why I just remember not having really great rapport with. Um, and I, again, I think it was kind of just my expectations. I, um, you know, they're going to make me feel better. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And then the approach that they took, it really just wasn't for me. And, and that's okay as well. But 
I think that's one thing that's really important is finding who you're comfortable with, who you have that rapport with. And it's okay to say like, I don't think I'm really vibing with this person. That doesn't mean therapy isn't for you. That doesn't mean therapy isn't working. It just means you can ask to switch to someone else or maybe <laughs> um, a different like modality or tool that they're using. Well, I'm going to play the the bad guy here really, really quickly. Okay. I personally don't want to spend money trying to find that person to uh-huh. that I'm going to uh-huh. bond with first. So like, how is it that you mitigate that if there is a way to do so? Because me, you yeah. just saying that you have to find your person first, but it's like, damn, uh-huh. I already spoke to this person. I already shared X amount yeah. of information. I'm probably going to have to do it again. But now yeah. this mother lover knows about me <laughs> and I don't <laughs> want him to know. So like, yeah. is there any way to kind of like I guess get a feel of a person beforehand or is it just hey you gotta kind of go in there and get what you get and if you don't Mm -hmm. vibe with the person you just gotta go out and find somebody else yeah um I do think I will say like for the experience that I had in college it was a lot about where I was at um and I don't think I was ready for anything challenging I think you know just my expectations weren't weren't what therapy really is so um so you do have to have some sort of headspace of you know, am I ready to do this work? And if someone says, if they say something to me that is challenging or that I wasn't necessarily expecting, am I okay with accepting that? Am I going to uh-huh. be able to appreciate, you know, their professional opinion or whatever it may be? Um, so that's huh. part of it is just you got to be in the right headspace, but also just what you're looking for. So I am, I just actually started therapy again with someone new. Um, I was using, not that I'm trying to sell, certain stuff but I was using BetterHelp for a while um just for virtual stuff because it was easier um just being more accommodating with times and whatnot but I just wanted to go back in person so I just started something new um and what I was looking for price is definitely like that's yeah. super valid because it's expensive <laughs> anything like that is expensive it's uh-huh. it's difficult but um so I will look for I think specifically because I think I'm difficult. I think all therapists are the most difficult clients. So <laughs> I will look for a PhD. I'll look for certain types of licensure levels um, just so that I know they have that experience. Um, I want someone more than who's had more experience than I have. And uh-huh. I would trust. I know a lot of people my age, a lot of people at my level who are fantastic and I would absolutely trust them. Um, I just think for the stuff I want to talk about, um, I look for that those types of levels. But then also um, I will look for someone with a specific type of experience. So um, the trauma that I might be discussing, do they have experience with that? The um, type of therapy, which of course I have insight into this, but I know the type of therapy I want to do. I know what I want them to be trained in because I might want to use that type of therapy. So yeah, not everyone is going to go into it saying like you need to be EMDR trained, but but sometimes you will know and it's okay to look into that as well but if you go on like psychology today or websites like that it's gonna say um experience with this issue this issue that type Uh of thing so and then um you know depression anxiety diagnoses but also things that you may have experienced so there's lots that you can look at ahead of time well, good thing I have you by my side because I probably <laughs> won't be doing that. I'll just, hey, Courtney, I need some <laughs> help with you over me. here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all here that's to do, funny. help each other. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's I'm not independently licensed, so I won't charge you. <laughs> anyway, it works out even better. <laughs> that's funny. Not yet, anyway. We'll see. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then if I need to buy a house or something, 
you know. I got I'll you covered. You to do there. some research. <laughs> I got hey. you covered there. That's perfect. There you go. <laughs> Helping each other. I love it. I'm sure. Um, I mean, it's definitely beneficial to have a group of friends who are also therapists and social workers. So I totally get it. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here and, and kind of follow up on that conversation. Um, you mentioned earlier that you did not enjoy you did you hated it at the beginning and going into it <laughs> you know you're now doing it yourself and i'm sure you'll be you will you know you come across sometimes in front of situations where you know the person doesn't want to be there or you know or, <laughs> or is in a position where you have to put in some work to you know to meet them where they are at that level absolutely um, knowing that you went through that challenge and you know you just went back to therapy yourself how do you you know find the balance and and being able to you know be there for the person and also protect your space if if you do protect your space because at the at the same time we're all dealing with you know our own struggle and own challenges so you being able to take on clients you know i would love to know first of all why you picked that specific age group and uh, and you know how do you balance that space i'm not wanting to be there yeah <laughs> yeah um it's i if the, if i'm thinking back to when i like decided i love working with teens i really don't remember how that started um when i was going into college and i knew i was going to start with pe um i it was a dual pe and health i wanted nothing to do with health education um but <laughs> i did the dual degree Thank you, Dad, for making me do the dual degree. Um, but uh, going into PE, the school, um, they were like, you're going to do K through 12. You're going to learn K through 12. And I straight up was like, I can tell you right now, I'm staying far away from K. So <laughs> like, you're still going to have to learn it. You're going to have to, you know, work with the kids and stuff. I was like, I'll, I'll you know, of course I'll do what I got to do, but I'm not. And they're like, well, we want you to be employable if a elementary school reaches out to you. I'm like, I will not accept that offer uh, i i oh just boy. knew oh boy. i knew i have always i don't remember why per se but i've always loved teens i genuinely just think i can relate like uh. I, i'm sure there's downsides to that um to being so able to relate to teenagers but i've just always felt that way i know how i was as a teen i know you know the good and the bad of how i was as a teen and then i really just think you know, there's nothing that they can say or do that I would judge because sure. of the things that I experienced and, and other people that I talked to and things like that. So that's kind of how I, I got into this age range. I've, I've, of course, there's negative experience in terms of the things that they say and do, and they're tough, just like any other age range would be. Um, but I've never had a time where it's like, man, teens are just not it. Sure. I've, I've always loved them. Um, and they're just so so resilient and the, and the same thing you can you know you can say that for any age range but they just i'm so impressed by them and inspired by them every day so yeah and I'll, I'll continue to be um but yeah and then um but yes they don't always want to be in therapy so um it's this i should preface by saying i work for a nonprofit. so um sometimes when they come in it's because their parents are making them <laughs> Sometimes when they come in, it's um, their probation, you know, so they're required to be there for court or 
because uh-huh. they're in detention or something. Some of them are DCS, so they have to be there because DCS recommended it. So yeah. there's a lot of reasons why someone might not want to be there. Um, and my perspective on that and kind of our policy within the agency is they shouldn't be doing it if they don't want to because it's so hard to be open-minded. It's so hard to, uh-huh. you know, you have to be engaged. You have to be willing to put in the work. And if they really aren't and we're forcing a service, all we're doing is creating a negative relationship with therapy, and that's not what we want. Well, so I'd so much rather respect their opinion. I'd so much rather respect what they want so that as an adult, they can look back and say, you know, that was an okay experience. They respected what I needed, and now I know that it's okay to go back or to seek some sort of help rather than looking at it and saying, I was forced into this. I'm never going to want to do it again. Why would I want to put myself back in that situation? Were you as a teenager a troubled a troubled a child? Because you said you can relate to them, so I, I want to know. I, I gotta know. <laughs> that was very direct. That was very direct. I think we were all troubled child at some point, at least. <laughs> yeah, uh, deep, I mean, deep. I you guess, had I your guess. phase. You had your phase. You had. But your, your troublesome and my troublesome may be too different. So okay. absolutely, definitely. So, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm curious. Did you give your parents a run? Yeah. Um, you know, did you make them run for their money? I. Uh, <laughs> that's funny because I, my head went directly to like, what would they say? Um, I think my parents would say no. I do think my parents would say no. Um, I was a good kid. Like, I had huh. no issues. I had good grades. Like, I was, okay. I was always really hard on myself. So I always had good grades. I did the best I could in sports. Like, I was always a three sport athlete in high school. I was. Definitely like an overachiever in terms of, yeah, for sure. Um, But a lot of the, um, really what it comes down, this is a very therapist answer. Really what it comes down to is the um, things that I needed in childhood, which of course I didn't know in childhood. I only know that now. The things that I needed in childhood um, were coming out. They started to come out in high school and the types of people I would hang around and the types of people I... Um, got really really close to and not setting boundaries for myself and self-esteem and those types of things started which self-esteem is going to be a huge thing in middle school and high school anyway but um, that all kind of really started to happen in high school got worse in college and kind of (laughs) continued so it just allowed me to see like okay a lot of these patterns really started showing up in high school I can see how that happens throughout this age range Gotcha. See, for instance, not everybody, not everybody's a troublesome person. So uh, there's your proof right there. That's not necessarily what I said. That's not necessarily what I said. She said she was a great child. So I think I got that one. I think I got that one. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, and to answer the other side of the question, I definitely do give my parents a run for their money, but not necessarily through high school. (laughs) Okay. It would be a different way, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's fair then. It sounds like I would say that you found your passion in terms of just being able to help the teenage, uh, okay. the teenage adolescent age, and just okay. kind of guide them through their life. How were you able to find that? Like, what helped you, I guess, find that passion? Yeah. Um. So back to college, um, it really did come down to like the things that I experienced and kind of opened my eyes. Um. To say, I'm I'm a very open person, but to say it more broadly, um, just kind of like the world of um, domestic violence, sexual violence, violence against women, 
things like that. I think that is a really big topic in college just because it's so huge in college, unfortunately. Um, so I just kind of opened my eyes to like, whoa, this is a huge issue that, you know, growing up in Socrates, New York, I did not hear about, you know, you don't think about it in s small towns or when you're necessarily in high school unless you experience it, unfortunately. But going into college, it was like, this is way bigger than I ever would have thought. So, um, and then I did start working with teens when I was doing student teaching so yeah. then I'd hear more of their stories and just see more and more how prevalent it was. And um, so I wanted to keep looking into it. And I did some like looking into like, what is Title IX? How does that impact me? Uh, yeah. Why do we have a Title IX coordinator on co in college? What do they even do? Um, so I talked to the Title IX coordinator. I talked to um, some of the other, like the vice president of student affairs and just things like that about what programs do we have? What are we doing about this issue on campus? really just to to get a better understanding of what it looked like um and then from there i was like okay this is what i want to do this yeah. is this is way more interesting to me and and i also i mean i went into pe because i like sports you know i don't i think 18 is way too young to be determining what you're going to be passionate about for years so i liked sports and i liked working with kids that's all i really yeah. knew but as i continued to learn and continued to grow it was more of yeah figuring out like wait this is something i want more information i want to talk to more people about it i want to share my experience i want to hear other people's experience so it got to a point where it's like okay yeah. this is clearly something i'm gonna i'm gonna be interested in for a while and then okay. um with social work at asu they had a specific um i have a master's certificate in domestic violence so um, my program was specific towards domestic violence um, advocacy and then um, I got a job right with a domestic violence agency. So really just kind of fell into place from there. And I was able to continue to learn more and more and get involved. And yeah, that's good. I think a lot of people find different ways of finding their passion. And so it's, it's really unique to hear how individuals kind of go about how they came across it. Just to kind of share for those individuals listening. Of, there is so many different ways you can come across what it is that you enjoy. And you were able to hear from Courtney herself. She said being open-minded was one of the big things, but then also seeking for that new information that's going to consistently help her understand the Title IX. And when you said that, I was like, damn, I don't remember what Title IX is. So if you're listening, don't don't feel bad. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and save you some stress right now. It protects people from discrimination based on sex and education, uh, pro ex education programs or activities. So there you go. If you felt like you were outside of the loop, I got you covered there. You don't have to do the research. The research was done for you. But I'm, I know Francis is like smiling over there because he has a, a question right off the top of his head. So go ahead, take it away, my man. No, I don't actually have a question. I'm enjoying the conversation and kind of, you know, getting the perspective that you, you have, just seeing how you were able to integrate yourself into the field. I don't want to kind of, you know, keep on diving into the field, but I have one question really in terms of, um, when you look at the impact that therapy has for everybody, right? For I myself had to go to therapy at a certain point, right? And you realize that you, you may start at, an, at a young age and, and transition, you know, at every stage you may need it. It doesn't matter what age you mm -hmm. are. Um, this walk of life you don't want to go through it alone it, it, whether it's through therapy or through 
you know, a body system or parent support or friend support, any, any, any kind, but you need some sort of support as you're moving towards, you know, through life. Now you find that support, you know, part of it, I would say, is it safe to say that you find part of it through therapy yourself or, you know, okay. So if that's the case now, I'm looking through, you know, we're all familiar with the, the, the current crisis of mental health that's going on around. And that's, um, especially on a college level, it's extremely difficult. Now, for somebody who went through that, um, you know, phase while in college and now on the other side of the track, support, you know, helping, especially at a younger age group, what advice would you have, you know, for those whether they're in the field, what you know, in the field, or for those who are, you know, navigating some of those challenges at the early stage, so that they don't face that obstacle, you know, as they get through college or get in the workforce, and, you know, because you're dealing with an age group that's very sensitive to change and also and will be exposed to a lot of change uh, through the years. Yeah. So how do we prepare them, equip them to not, uh, you know, have to deal with so many obstacles as when they get to a different stage i know that's kind of a lot there but I, I i'm not expecting you to have the right answer i just want to hear your perspective this is a conversation Ron. you can chime in and, and have yeah. your perspective as well from a non-therapist view and just and just before you chime in courtney this is just her perspective everybody this is what she yeah. would do this is right. the things that she would advise herself this is not actual advice for you to go ahead and take upon and just do it in your own personal yeah. life so with that being said go ahead take it away courtney thank you I appreciate you saying that. And and it does kind of depend on what we're talking about, of course, like mental health as a whole. You know, obviously it's a huge range of things that people might experience versus like my specific trauma. Um, you know, there's different things. But um, I think I think really what it comes down to, I'm going to give like the most broad answer because everyone's different and everyone experiences different things. But That's fine. really what it comes down to is we, I feel like people are so hard on themselves yeah. and hard on other people. And it, why? <laughs> For where did that come from? Right. You know, so just learning to, um, some of the things I was thinking of kind of coming into this conversation was some of the things that you've already mentioned, um, because I do listen. Um, <laughs> so for example, um, Ronnie, you say all the time, control the controllables, Meh. right? There's Meh. so much stress on, um, just everything, the whole wide world, right? We stress about so much stuff and put so much pressure on ourselves and it's like, I had no control over that uh-huh. and one example that i give all the time with my teens is if i get cut off in traffic i had no co- well, i mean sometimes you can but <laughs> realistically i could get so upset over something i had no control over why you know so just trying doing our best to um control the controllables and not you know take everything that comes to us and just say you know why is this here what can i do with it um and move forward which of course is there's a little bit of CBT in that and a little bit of gaslighting. I'm not saying you can just get over everything. That would be the worst therapy advice ever. But <laughs> a lot of it is just we put so much pressure on ourselves and on other people and so much judgment and so much blame and shame and all of that. And we just need to be a little bit nicer to ourselves. And then another thing I remember you saying, I think Francis was the one that brought this up, but um, small celebrations. I'm yeah. huge on small celebrations. Um, did you get out of bed on time? that's incredible for some people, right? Did you make your bed? That's huge. That can be such a great thing in terms of just checking some things off your to-do list. Um, 
anything. Did you like, okay, you wanted to go to the gym for 30 minutes, but you did 10? That's great. Celebrate 10. Don't be upset about the 20, right? Because those are the types of things that is going to trigger positivity in your brain and you're going to want to do more positive things. So yeah, just I think the most broad answer is some of that. But then of course, when it's trauma related or it's more you know, intensive than that. There's there's going to be other answers and they're going to be more specific to people's experiences. But I think overall, it's just, we just put so much pressure and so many expectations on people and especially teens. I think people underestimate the the stuff that teens are going through these days and kind of always. Um, and they're like, oh, so entitled or they just expect so much. And yeah. it's like, I really do think people minimize what they are going through right. and the stressors that they do have and kids too little kids too um so yeah just have being more open-minded to people and empathetic towards people empathy is huge we yeah. gotta we gotta get better yeah it's a tough one well um it's a really i think it's a really really tough one because now you throw in social media right and i think that plays a the huge most, reason why a lot of people are so hard on themselves is for that one image that everyone shows that everything is great glamorous and everything's all good every single day every time they post yeah when and again that could be a post that was six a year ago you wouldn't have you have mm-hmm. no idea <clears throat> excuse me that someone is actually going through that at that current moment whether it be good bad or it's just a normal day for them but i yeah. i'm gonna pin it on social media and truly indeed i'm grateful for it but i think i wish people used it more as a tool rather than mm-hmm. something to kind of compare and contrast. Um, I forgot the yeah. good old saying when it says, you know, you're comparing when you're comparing yourself to someone else, but I'm sure you know Courtney now. If not, that's fine. <laughs> There's one quote that I know that people like to say in terms of you're comparing yourself to others and you're just kind of like hurting yourself in the long run. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would say it's that social media. So if you can use it more as like a tool um, for whatever it is that you, maybe it's you sharing your personal ex- memories with your family or people that you just haven't seen or friends that you just don't connect with on a regular, maybe use it for that. But I think the moment you go on there and you're like, man, I wish, man, I wish, oh, look at this. This is great. Oh, I want this. Now, now you're, yeah. you're going down a rabbit hole that you can keep going yeah. down. <laughs> Definitely. And that's, that's easy to do at any age, not necessarily just with teens, but yeah. um, I think, I think it definitely can be both. And I've done a lot of work um, in one of my previous roles where I was educating. Um, We did some topics with media literacy and what are we doing with social media and being safe on the internet and things like that. But um, I've seen, I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of things I've seen on like Instagram, for example, that I use in sessions. Just a different perspective because sometimes I think I, you know, I get stuck in the same old tools or the same way to say things. And then I see something that's, you know, a quote or a tool or something. And I'm like, huh, that's actually a really, you know, that's a good way to say it or a good way to see it. And I'll I'll bring it up in session. And when I say, like, oh, I actually found this on Instagram the other day. They're <laughs> listening. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm on Instagram. I know what that that's is. That's, 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 um, huh. So it can be a good connector. But with social media, that is something you can control. Who are you following? Are you following people that are going to, you know, bring up stuff that, you know, are constantly negative or something along those lines. And and I think with anything that we do, it can be, why am I opening social media right now? Yeah. Why am I, like, what am I looking for? What am I trying to do? Why am I following this person? Why am I posting this picture? You know, and sometimes we do, 
not that everything in your whole life has to be profound and you know has to be a huge decision but there are times where it's like i'm definitely doing this because i need validation from other people are you okay with that the reason that you're doing that or does that mean you want to change your mind you know so just kind of thinking through things and why am i liking this picture why am i dming this person is this a good idea so (laughs) just depends do you ask yourself the question why a lot I overthink everything. Mm. <laughs> That's why I'm a therapist. No. Um, I, so, the answering that question now where I am in my life, yes. All the time. Probably, probably too much. I'm a little tough on myself right now. Oh. Um, it's funny because I'm actually, I'm kind of tough on myself. And then there's other times where it's like, you're not being nearly hard enough on yourself. So I'm just in a huge transition time in my life and like healing time in my life where I really need to get it together. Um, so I am asking myself a lot of questions um, and just trying to, yeah, I have like a mental health check-in on my whiteboard, on my fridge, just full of questions and yeah. just as a reminder. Yeah, you remind yeah. me of this guy here, Francis. <clears throat> Always, lo- he loves that question. What I why? Do. What I do, brothers? Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> what a nice thing to say. Let I remind be. you of Francis. What a As nice. Thing when it comes down to, to that question, why? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I remember there was a phase where that man was questioning everything. everything. That's true. He was That's true. Everything, and I was just like, man. Sometimes but- some things are just going to happen. It's just it is what it is, man. <laughs> You don't got a question Can at you all. Calm down. It was, and uh, when it's you're going through, yeah, a worst piece of advice, but go ahead, Francis. Well, I was just gonna say, when you're going through, it, at that time, you're going through a phase of searching, searching, searching. It's like, you know, that's gonna be the question. And then when you get to a point where you're like, you're, you're at peace with the flow of how things are going, you stop asking the question. You, you just, you know, you see it coming and you see it going. You're just going with the flow of things rather than focusing on why these things are happening um but yeah. that comes with experience just like everything comes with the experience and then being around you know the people that i've been around that allow me to learn more about myself as well and when yeah. you learn more about it's really it start with you when you learn more about yourself you're able to avoid some of those questions that you've been pondering on for years um but yeah that's kind of funny that you say that because i was actually thinking the more that I learn, the more that I ask. So for me, I'm learning right where I'm at right now. I'm learning a lot about stuff from my past, why I am the way that I am, where that came from. Um, And it's from having conversations. Um, It's from reading the book that I'm reading right now. It's my, I had one session with my new therapist and I feel like I got a lot from that. Um, So just different areas where I feel like I am learning. And the more that I learn about who I was then or things that I experienced in my childhood, the more I ask, like, is that why this is happening? Is that why I tend to make those decisions? Is that why I gravitate toward these type of people? You know, so the more I'm learning about certain things, the more it does make me want to learn and make me want to ask. So I'm in a very why phase. Don't be too hard on yourself, though. Remember, you gave that Uh advice. (laughs) Don't forget your own advice. Don't be too hard on yourself. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I know any of my friends who I made are gonna make listen to this. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, or <laughs> we've been saying that." <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, 
I'm going to flip the script here a bit. You've been listening to, for those who don't know, you've been listening to the podcast for quite some time, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you've come across Keep some, some <laughs> topics. You've come across some, you know, something that kind of stood out to you. And this is an opportunity for you to bring it up. If you have any, you know, if anything that you, <laughs> you that stood out that you want to either share to the audience or ask us more about, um, this is your chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I was like, don't call them out. Don't call them out. <laughs> um, hey. no, there was a couple, I mean, <laughs> let's do it. It's everything hey. is open for grabs. Let's do it. The, I mean, no, the most, uh, okay. Come on. <laughs> I mean the most memorable, I already told you guys this, but the most memorable moment of all the episodes for me was when Francis said he doesn't know anyone in the mental health field. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most memorable moment for me. So I got to call him out a little bit, but not the only more memorable thing, but it's just funny to me, but it's okay. I know you apologize. It's okay. I was, I was, <laughs> I, yes, I have, and I'm going to continue to, I, I was at a different, different phase at that point where I, I, I don't know. I just blanked. Okay. I just white space there. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I wasn't looking for an explanation. That's okay. Oh, I'm just messing with you. But um, no, I know um, like the managing stress episode I really liked and um, different topics like that. I know like just certain things that have come up, um, love languages have come up, um, different like communication skills and things like that have come up. Um, so there's definitely been times um, I will respond to you. I'm in the car on the way to practice <laughs> and Ronnie says something. I'm like, uh, no, or <laughs> I'm sure there's something that comes up that I really want to respond to. Um, but off the top of my head, like in terms of topics that I would, there's no critique. I, I just appreciate that sure. these conversations are being had. Um, and that, you know, I hope other people are sitting in their car at work or wherever listening and, and having things to say, because that's how you start conversations. That's how you bring things up. Um, so I just appreciate that it's being had for sure. Um, I actually, I really liked the last episode and, um, just in terms of the offense and defense, because that is something that right now is a big deal to me. Um, I do th feel Appreciate like I'm that. playing a lot of defense yeah. just as I kind <laughs> of honestly kind of in preparation for offense. And I think that's a big deal too, is understanding the phases of it. Right. Um, and I do that a lot in therapy with my teens is. Sometimes where you're at in your life, you're just not ready to play offense and that's okay. Um, and I just, the way that I would say it, um, the words that I would use is just like, you know, healing takes work. Healing takes time. It takes effort. It takes focus. And sometimes where you're at, you're not ready for that. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're any less. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just, it's like, that's a lot of work and I'm just not quite there yet. You know, so validating yourself and understanding that that's okay is fine. Um, so in the words that you use, you know, playing defense is okay for a little while. Defense wins games, you know, yeah, it's important. That's true. So, that's true. um, so it's okay to accept that that's where you're at. Um, but for me, I think anytime I, I can, I realize that I'm kind of in defense mode is cause I'm prepping for offense and I'm just really trying to make sure I'm in a good space before I jump right into that. So yeah, I, I really like that topic. Um, and I feel like that is something that could be discussed more um but yeah 
I thought that was cool. Yeah, I actually love how you just put it. You, there's phases to it, and I never really thought about it. Um, again, I'm a person where like 75% of the time I'm on offense. I'm I'm attacking. I'm going. So I like the fact that you even said, like, you know, there's phases because not every time is everything going to be good, and you probably can't play offense. You got to sit back a little and kind of yep. see, you know, you know, watch the show kind of happen in front of you. So I really like that. No, that's, that's really key there for anybody listening. And this is why we love talking about previous episodes because it's not just our perspective yes it's our perspective when we're speaking but just okay. as you mentioned you're in the, you're you're probably in the car or wherever you are listening just screaming <laughs> out loud or whether in your head and just kind of like no this is what Perfect. i would be mm-hmm. saying instead <laughs> right it's you know just the thought that matters and just having those like you mentioned having those conversations and just getting the idea operating in our own heads Again, you don't have to listen to anything that we're saying and kind of implementing within your own life. You're meant to have your own perspective. So I love the fact that you said that because that just gave me an entirely new perspective on offense versus defense now. So I'm going to go ahead and when that day when that day and that time comes, I'm going to incorporate. I remember Courtney said that. This is the time where I'm going to play a little bit more defense now. Probably won't be too much, but I'll play defense, trust. <laughs> That's okay. It takes time. Ease into it. Likewise, that was a good point. And I want to add on, I want to follow up to that and say, and ask rather, when, like you said, there's different phases to it. Do you feel as though your value in these different phases or your foundation in these different phases change based off of what, you know, where you are, if it's on offense, you know, does that change? value principle or if you're in defense does that change your value principle like you know how how is that for you right now um yeah because you say you're in i I like that question i think go ahead yeah that's a good question sorry i didn't mean to cut you off was there more sorry no no, we're good (laughs) okay um yeah i don't think it should you know i don't think it it should and it's because especially if you do look at it from the healing perspective um no stage of healing is a bad stage right no stage of grief is a bad stage um you know after a trauma when you just need to sit and be alone and you know depression any of it no symptoms are bad symptoms right of course you want to be safe and you don't want to be harming yourself and things like that but everything is understandable everything is valid when you're experiencing something like that so it shouldn't have any impact on on your value on who you are or anything like that um but i can also understand how as an individual we can feel that way i am de- like i said i'm part of myself um so knowing that right now i am in defensive mode and just knowing how anxious i feel some days and how overwhelmed i feel some days my brain goes straight to you're doing nothing to not feel this way <laughs> like you're making the choices that are making you feel this way so I understand what I'm doing. Um, you just have to be aware of like, you're making these decisions. Are you okay with the decisions that you're making? If not, what does de- what decision are you making to change it? Right. right? So just being aware, contr- like we said, controlling what you can control and, and going from there. But I don't think it should. I, I see how it can from your own perspective of yourself. Um, but I don't think it should. I think it's just a a step to the next one. Fair. I agree. By the way, um, just wanted to see where you were with that. Um, I think yeah. I, I can know, tell well, Francis not in the t- in the in the mood to argue today. No, I'll say I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> He's agreeing with everything. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think I've that's my not that we need to get into that, but I do think that's. <laughs> oh no! But I think that's part of why we were able to just communicate so well for so long and in an interesting way. You know, like we've never been super super communicative or like best best friends, but we just communicate very similarly, and our ideas have been you know very similar for a long time. So. I don't know. There's and like you said, certain things that we post on social media and stuff. It's just like, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Like the same wavelength. So, yeah. yeah, we don't. I don't think we argue too much usually. Yeah. Maybe on here, this would be. This would be the moment. Yeah. What happened? Hey, man, <laughs> don't get it started. We'll now. see. No, shut us up. <laughs> Let's I get it started. And, hey, sorry, I had to do that. Sure, <laughs> sure. I don't have any questions at this time. I, I think, you know, you you've covered a lot in such a short period of time and, and I don't I don't we could be here for hours. I know that. If if we start yeah, yeah. talking, we could be here for hours. I just wanted to, you know, have an introduction to who you are and what you're all about and kind of what you're striving to get done and um I, we will have more opportunity down the line, you know, you're always you know, you're always welcome to be back on this podcast where you can share, you know, uh, more of what's going on in your day to day or just in general. Um, and we actually just a little, you know, side conversation here. We're in the, for our audience, we're in the process of potentially looking to add Courtney full time here. So it's too up to our audience to let us know if, you know, you like the flow of this and and we can get it going uh right now we're just testing different things and see how it works um and to me like if it was up to me you'll be on the show today uh but there's a process to the madness um <laughs> and we have to we have to to do it the right way um i'm gonna leave Absolutely. the floor up to Ron to kind of you know yeah. ask any final question you may have and uh, to kick things off, for generations listening to this years now, or you know, just whenever they decide to kick this on, is there any wisdom that you would want to pass on to them? Whoa, big deals. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just I think my main thing, and this is probably more personal than anything, is just just be kind to yourself. Everyone's dealing with their own stuff. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Um, yeah, and that's that's what it will come down to. <laughs> um, having gratitude is huge, you know. Um, and again, not trying to go with the the gaslighting like it'll get better type <laughs> stuff. I know it's not always that easy. There are times when it's not, but um, yeah, just be kind to yourself. Have grace for yourself. Um, now for someone yeah. that's looking into getting into your industry, maybe looking to be a therapist or anything of that social work mm -hmm. in that nature. Do you have any kind of guidance, advice for them that maybe, you know, can kind of give them some pointers on things that they should do, things they, they could look into to help them d during their journey? Um, I think it kind of depends on the route that they take. I know for me, I'm really, really glad I went with social work um, because, like I said, I did not, even going into social work, I did not want to be a therapist. I didn't plan on being a therapist. Um, I just knew social work gave me so many options because it is so broad. Yeah. So for me, that was perfect. Um, and I got a lot of different experience, which led me to be a really like kind of comprehensive therapist because I do, I've had my 
you know, kind of, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but I've, I've had experience in lots of different areas and now I'm able to kind of compile it. Um, so that's been fantastic. I don't think there's any, any roads that you shouldn't take in terms of this field, just because you're going to experience, you're going to have, like I said, some of my, and especially, you know, with teens, it's different, but with any age group, it could be, I have my, my DCS probation kids. I have kids with substance use issues, with trauma, with, you know, specific family stuff. So any road you could take is not a bad road. And yeah, just get your hands on as much experience as you can and internships and all this type of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I one thing I do just want to make sure I say is I I would love to talk to people as well. I love connections as well. If anybody listening does have any specific questions or anything like that, I'm definitely open. You can um, through Walk and Grow um, Instagram or that way or through me. I'm happy to do it. However, yeah, she's, she's getting right. ahead of herself, yeah. guys. That's it. I was gonna get to it, but sorry, she's getting ahead of herself. But it, it's it's all good. I it's just, all good. <laughs> Go ahead. You I could. I want to help. You can drop it in terms <laughs> of like where can the people really find you? Yeah, um, Instagram is probably the what's, easiest way. What's your handle um, so that Cor- they know? Yeah, Courtney Lee L E E, and then seventy three. We'll put and it. In we'll the add everything in the descriptions I've, as well. So I follow Walk and Grow. I repost Walk and Grow all the time. <laughs> You'll find me. She, she's by far, I think, the one one person that's very very active when it comes to supporting and just sharing everything that we have going on over here. And now, just mm-hmm. to almost wrap things up here. I love asking this question because it gets everyone thinking. Oh, no. So get ready. What do you think Can is I? the number one thing holding people back <laughs> from their full potential? Um, my, I don't know if this is the right answer, but it's the first word that popped into my head, and it's expectations. Just having like expectations of yourself, limits of yourself, um judging yourself things like that that's kind of the first thing that came to mind is um yeah just oh should i shouldn't i this isn't right this isn't best um i mean my whole thing is always what are you passionate about what do you enjoy what makes you happy um what are you excited about you know what gets you excited waking up in the morning um that's what you should be doing for sure so yeah okay it's not always that easy but (laughs) One last thing. Go um, ahead, Francis. Go ahead. One last thing is, do you, you know, you talked about the importance, and I'm a firm believer of this as well. You talk about the importance of gratitude, and I just wanted to yeah. kind of put it out there. Is there anybody that you want to thank for, you know, being, getting where you got, you know, well, the, the, you know, that helps you through the process, anybody that you want, that you're grateful for, you know, uh-huh. at, at this point, just it's an opportunity for you to thank them, you know, for, Helping mm-hmm. you on your walk through this journey of life, right? This is self-development uh, that we're all going through. I, you know, I got my fair share of people that helped me, and I would love for you to kind of use this opportunity to thank those who help you on a day-to-day or have helped you in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, I'm very, very lucky and very grateful. This could be an episode in itself. Uh-huh. Like how many people I value and appreciate. Um, I mean, you guys being one of them, just having this platform and, you know, Francis, you've been there forever. Um, my parents, of course, um, uh, my sister, um, I will get emotional talking about this cause that's how much I care and that's how, how much they mean to me. Um, but yeah, my sister, 
the conversations that we've had. She's a huge part of my learning process always. Um, my friends are incredible. The things that I've been going through and experiencing and just no judgment whatsoever and continue to support me. I mean, I posted um, or sent a message and said, you all need to follow this podcast. And I had like 10 to 12 people just up there the next day. And I was like, literally, I just have the greatest friends and the greatest support system. So I'm not going to name names because they all know who they are. But um, yeah, my my coworkers, like I wouldn't be able to do what I do every day without them. So it is just my, I guess I should say my team, my team um, for sure. I just have, yeah, some amazing, amazing support system. And and that helps to build us up as well. I, I wouldn't be where I am without all these people. So yeah, thank you for that question. Awesome, awesome. I'm sure they appreciate you as well. And I hope they get to listen and, and, and watch this episode on YouTube. And for those who do watch the episode on YouTube, make sure to like the video and subscribe. Uh, for those on, on any other platform, make sure to leave a review. It will help us get to you know, to get more visibility out there. And, and if you like the content, help us grow. Um, and it will go a long way in this process. We're all trying to get somewhere at some point. But for me, that's thank it. You. I want to say thank you to Courtney for taking the time to be here with us and, and you know, sharing a little bit of your wisdom and, and, and kind of, you know, having a conversation with us. And I look forward to many more conversations like this. Um, and if there's anybody out there from your friend, your group of friends or, you know, anybody that you will recommend for this platform, I hope this episode is a yeah. testament that you can come in and 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 share all that you have to share. We we have no filter here. Everybody has a voice. We know that everybody has a story. So come on to the show and, and, and do your thing. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Until next time, keep on applying those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration. All right, y'all.